0: those
1: numbers if you look at them over the last few days
0: there's they seem so flat
1: like they certainly are not going up if anything they look like they're trending down ever so slightly (coughs) april 12th and the i guess the news today is that covid19 has taken a step closer to our personal lives
0: kaden our almost three-year-old son kaden got a fever today And we are currently in self-isolation because someone we know who was here um, had symptoms of COVID-19 also. So during our self-isolation, our three-year-old gets a fever. And so, yeah, it's possible it's COVID-19. It's possible it's not.
1: It's a very mild fever at this stage. Yeah. Just started today in the afternoon.
0: But it's kind of like the joke we made the other day where it's Schrodinger's virus because Mm -hmm. I think we need to believe for our own sanity that it's not Mm COVID-19 and that it's just a regular cold. Mm -hmm. But then also we have to kind of act like it is Mm COVID-19 and try and take certain precautions like asking Avery to stay away from Caden.
1: Telling the nurses...
0: Yeah we had to inform our nursing mm-hmm. They had asked us to do that If anyone in the house shows symptoms mm-hmm. And we're gonna Try to split Or not split Kayden's care I'm gonna try and do all of Kaden's right. Care now Or at least all of his suctioning yep. Care so that If Someone has to get sick It'll hopefully just be one of us mm-hmm. So that was not a fun development this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But mm, we'll see. On we go. Mm-hmm. Kids are resilient. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably not. Yeah. COVID nineteen. I will just keep telling myself. I mean, I have no idea. Probably. Mm, who knows? But yeah. it's not definitely.
1: The other news you were talking about—that's very interesting. I mean, we've been seeing the graphs for a little while now, right? With the ICUs, the most—it seems like the best indicator right now that we have in Ontario for how well we're doing—is the n- the numbers of uh, patients in the hospital system with COVID-19 or that are likely, based on their symptoms, that are. W- what's the term they use? The...
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Like confirmed and
0: oh, suspected.
1: Suspected, confirmed and suspected numbers of people in the hospital and then in the ICUs specifically. It seems to be the best indicator that we have right now because our testing is so messed up. The yeah. the those it numbers if you look at them over the last few days.
0: There's they seem so flat.
1: Like they, they certainly are not going up. If anything, they look like they're trending down ever so slightly. Uh, Who knows? I'm not going to... I would call
0: it. them flat. Go to howsmyflattening.ca yeah. and you will see. It's been nice and flat. And then the National Post did an article where it kind of interviewed doctors in ICU. ICUs um, around, I don't know, ca- Canada? At least Toronto, they have a couple... Quotes from. Um, in the article is entitled, "That is a surprise." Doctors still waiting for feared surge of COVID nineteen patients in Canadian ICUs, mm-hmm. and uh, and everybody's just saying they're not overwhelmed.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a bit surprising that we haven't been overwhelmed,
0: because everyone was preparing for this surge, and we yeah. haven't seen a surge. Now, we've seen a lot of patients still. If you look at the graph, it has my flattening. The number of confirmed positive and suspected COVID patients is over our ICU capacity as of April 3rd.
1: Yeah, so it's only because they went to the effort of expanding capacity, like crazy clearing clearing out a whole bunch of patients with, you know, we were just talking about who knows what conditions that aren't probably getting the best treatment now because... They've kind of been pushed out of the healthcare system temporarily mm-hmm. but as a result of that, we're within our the new hospital capacity, the expanded capacity,
0: yeah, and so p- I think everybody none nobody's getting too excited yet mm-hmm. because it's not like this is over yeah. No. There still could be something coming in the pipeline from return travelers or if people get complacent or also people are saying it could be just like a slow drip. Mm -hmm. So maybe we don't get a surge, but maybe in a month after just kind of a steady increase. Yeah. We could still be in trouble, although that's not how any of the models really predict, but. But at any rate, it seems positive, but there also seems to be more voices out there kind of questioning, why are we taking all this drastic action if it doesn't seem like that much of a problem? Why are we shutting down everything if our hospitals aren't being overwhelmed? And it's like, no, no, no. Our hospitals aren't being overwhelmed because we shut down everything. (laughs) And so David Fisman, our epidemiological hero today (laughs) (laughs) said use the phrase public health's fundamental deliverable is the non-occurrence of events Mm -hmm. and those non-events are taken for granted
1: it's the same thing people were saying before it really dawned on most people in the media here that how big a problem this was going to be they were saying the same thing about china like w- they closed their borders and they locked people, they sh- locked it down in Wuhan and like, and for what? I remember one of them. Yeah. Who's, who's the national post guy? Uh, no, I can't remember. Guys. The guy with the yellow glasses. He's like one of their bow tie. And f- anyway, know. he's, he said something like, and for what? For a few, whatever number of deaths we, c- you know, and he used the example of, we get this many more times people dying every year uh. from the flu. Right. This is like, well after most I don't know if it's well after it was around this time when people are starting to flip to, rec- like getting out of the denial phase. But
0: I still, didn't see it.
1: It was, but it uh, you know it's just one of those things that you can say when you don't see a problem, like you when you don't see the big numbers. Yeah. It, it's really it is a. It is and a what tricky was
0: the other thing. example you were saying the about fire?
1: I've I've heard fire. people talk about. The amount of money we spend, because I guess there are—I don't know what the number is—but very small numbers of people now die from fires or injured in in house fires. And people will point to the amount of money we spend prevent, you know, on fire. um, I guess firefighting, the all the inspections that are done, you know, the fire marshals. Like, there's a whole army of people that are kind of constantly checking and educating going to schools and talking about it doing planning all that stuff right so huge cost associated with that in society and people will uh, i've i've definitely heard people point to that and say why are we spending this much money when for this many deaths yeah
0: so few deaths
1: but it's obviously because of God. that I- effort oh that we God. have so few deaths i mean that's
0: people
1: yeah it's tough it's tough
0: other t- places Who's this guy? Barry J. Cook, Mm -hmm. MSC, PhD. Um, On Twitter, Mm -hmm. he says, other things that are chronically underfunded when they work, meat inspection, fire prevention, invasive species control, and Mm -hmm. epidemic management. Yeah. So, yeah, may COVID, well, I was thinking at the beginning of this how COVID-19 would be such a great example. And like for the next 50 years, we'll have such well-funded public health. But I'm really starting to think (laughs) that that People people actually don't see it that way.
1: They will forget about it.
0: And they'll be like, oh, these public health people, they didn't do anything. Yeah. Look at that. We only had however many. We only had 700 deaths or whatever. What did they do except ruin our economy? Yeah.
1: It's like, no one wants to pay for the nuts and bolts of society, right? Like, this is, I feel like this is one of those nuts and bolts kind of pieces. It's like, no one wants to pay for, in Toronto, the TTC to, like, fix broken infrastructure. That, you know, no one wants to fix bridges that are crumbling No one wants to pay for any of that stuff, right? Unless it's
0: the gardener. They're happy to fix that.
1: Are they, though? I feel like they're not. (laughs) Like, they still want the cheapest way of dealing with that problem. Right? Like, tearing it. Okay. I don't want to get into the gardener. No, I think, to me, it's the same thing. It is the same problem. Like, no one wants to spend money on things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Infrastructure not sexy
1: the other graph I saw today it was showing the p- sort of the spike or the exponential growth and kind of the drop of the people of, of the kind of number of people affected by COVID and I guess in terms of I'm not sure what the y-axis was exactly but just like an estimated curve and then it showed after that had died down the growing number of people that were negative affa- negatively affected by, um, the, you know, being stuck in your home for a long time, like the mental health problems that will come out of that, um, the secondary health effects of people, like we were saying, that maybe didn't get the appropriate care that they should have gotten, and the impacts on those people, and there was a fourth curve on there that I don't remember now, but it's the way they drew it made it look like the secondary effects and all those things were like going to add up to like 10 times as much as the COVID-related things. I think I'm almost positive someone just drew this out of, you know, there's no data behind this. They just like drew a thing. But it does, I mean, I'm sure people will study this backwards and forwards and try to make that graph at some point. But it, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like covid it's again the same kind of issue right like if we didn't lock it down the that impact on based on covid deaths would be much bigger and maybe the mental health effects of being locked in your house might be smaller but it's like y- it's too simplistic to just take a you know to just compare those things as if it's the same one affects the other and
0: I just found this article Mm -hmm. from Harvard, Harvard Gazette. Mm. Epidemiologist says COVID-19 may be more infectious than thought. Mm. He's saying that we really don't know the order of magnitude of how many cases we have. We could be like 10 times under counting or a hundred times under counting and he's leaning more towards 50 to 100 times under counting
1: But don't we know from the China like that one city and where was it? Was it China where they went and they did like they tested everybody in one vote?
0: Like no, that was Italy Italy Um, like don't I we mean have a sense
1: of how much it spread among those people, right?
0: Well, that's that's Why they're saying this because mm. when you see it on like ships and small and nursing homes and stuff, mm-hmm. and how it it just infects everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, in Vo, I think it had infected three or three and a bit percent of the population. Yeah, which is a very big number. Did
1: they calculate an R not in that one? Do you remember?
0: Probably. It? Yeah. But I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of R not, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's called. I don't know when you use R-not and when you use R and when you use R-T and I don't know. I've seen all these different and R-E. But anyways, when you're talking about the reproduction number of the virus, which is how many people on average does one infected person infect in turn. Mm -hmm. And when and it really depends on your situation, Mm -hmm. like if you're a super spreader and you're shedding tons of virus and you go to a crowded place yeah the are the reproduction number in that setting is going to be hundreds yeah but if you take the average of people just going about regular daily life for covid it seems to be people estimate usually between 2 to 4 yeah but then as you put
1: pressure on it
0: pressure on it as yeah. you put public health measures in as you get people to stay home or I- for other viruses, if you get a vaccine or as you build immunity in the population, all these things mm-hmm. will cause the R-naught to go down. Mm-hmm. And so the actions that we're taking by closing all non-essential things are R-naught is going down and people can calculate it mm-hmm. and graph it. And you can just see it going down, 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 down. down. And it's about 1.1 or 1.2 right now in mm-hmm. Canada, mm-hmm. which is great. And we want it to go below 1. Then it's because no that means it starts dying out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're getting there.